Welcome to the Creation Today Show, where we explore the wonders of creation through the biblical lens. I'm your host, Eric Hoven. Today, we're going to dive into a pressing issue that's really been making headlines and causing concerns among parents literally around the world. Experts call it gender-affirming care, uh, the, the fight for medical care of the trans youth and trans rights. When it comes to the subject of transgenderism, what should we be thinking and how do we protect our children? I would really challenge fathers. Oftentimes, this is kind of emotional issues like this sometimes just kind of get left to moms, I feel like. But dads, you need to be at the forefront of this battle. You need to be taking up the shield and defending your family. If you're not teaching your children, the world is teaching your children. Even if you do your very best to protect them, they're going to be hearing about it. Setting up that proper biblical framework for interpretation is so important. Welcome to the Creation Today Show, where we bring together interviews with experts and solid Bible teaching. Your host, Eric Hovind, affirms the ultimate authority of God's Word, the truth of creation, and why it matters to you. Parents are being told now, don't even question your child's gender dysphoria. That's harmful. That's bad parenting. And for years, the experts told us that hormone therapy and sex reassignment surgery, that's going to be helpful and it's going to lower the suicide rate among our trans youth. Turns out these may not actually be the case. Here to talk about this subject is Answers in Genesis speaker and writer, Avery Foley. Avery, thank you for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I have enjoyed your writings and your teaching there at Answers in Genesis for several years, kind of blown away at how effective you are at communicating truth, uh, written or uh, when you're teaching there at Answers in Genesis. Uh, really amazing. So it's, it's kind of exciting for me to see you on the show today. I really, really appreciate it and look up to you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> You have written specifically about this, given talks specifically about uh, the LGBT movement, uh, the transgender ideology. Can you give us an overview of kind of where you believe our culture is at today as we jump in? Yeah, this is probably one of the most pressing issues, especially for parents um, in today's world, because it's really, it's the new religion of the day. LGBTQ is the new religion and it's being pushed absolutely everywhere. And unfortunately it's not looking like it's going to go anywhere anytime soon. So we need to be equipped as parents, like generations before us didn't have to deal with this in the same way that we do. If you have kids today, you have to be dealing with this. You cannot just be um, waiting. You can't just be letting your church handle it or, or hope that they're not being exposed to it. We need to be confronting this head on because like I said, it is the religion of our day. It is being um, thrown at our kids from every single direction and they need to know how to think biblically and how to respond with the gospel to this very important issue. Well, ultimately, that's our goal is to help parents understand this and help them protect their children. And um, I oftentimes I think of what's going on and I'm like, man, it used to be like creation evolution was the big battle. And now this is the the frontline battle and what's really going on. I'm always trying to get down to, OK, why is this the thing? You know, why? Why is this the issue? And I got a couple thoughts on it, but I'm kind of curious. Do you think you understand like the big picture of why why this battle? Why is uh, why is the world uh, championing championing champion 
whatever the word is, championing, championing, how do you say the word? Would you know how to say it? Championing. Championing, <laughs> yes, championing. Why are they championing this? Like what, what's really going on behind the scenes when we see the big picture? Any, any thoughts on that? I think it really comes down to the big worldview picture of it's God's word versus man's word. Like ultimately wow. that's what everything comes back to, right? Is we have as a society thrown away the word of God, thrown away the truth that we are created by God. And if we're not created by God, then we are self-made. We get to make ourselves be whatever we want to be. And if that's your foundation, then you're going to think you can make yourself. And if you don't feel like a girl today, be a boy. It's fine. You get to make yourself. And so it just, it always goes back to Genesis. The answers are always in Genesis. It goes back to there because it comes down to, did God create us? If he created us, he has the right to set the rules. He made us, he defines us. He is the judge. He determines right from wrong. If God didn't create us, then we get to be our own God. We get to do whatever we want. And, and that's really what we see happening in our culture. So it's, it's such a big worldview issue, but it, it really does come back to that simple truth of who is your foundation, God's word or man's word. Wow. So the answers really are in Genesis, or as I would say it, creation really is important today. Absolutely. It really is. Okay. Um, let's help the parent. There's going to be parents that are watching this that, um, let me just put it this way. Every parent out there is affected by this. You either have someone in your own family or you know somebody who is dealing with the LGBT issue in their home. Um, and I, I, I want to help them understand how how they can do a good job of explaining this, how they can be helpful to their children. Uh, and really the whole point of this show, how do they, how do you protect your children from this when it's, when it's all over the place? So you, you got some helpful tips for us today. Yes. Yeah. So as parents, like I said, we have to be um, proactive about this. This isn't something, and I want to specifically speak to fathers um, because this isn't something that you can just trust your church Hope the youth group is talking about it. This is something you have to be teaching, especially fathers. You have been given the job by God to train your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You have been given the job by God to protect your family from the attacks of the enemy. So I would really challenge fathers. Oftentimes this is kind of emotional issues like this. Sometimes just kind of get left to moms, I feel like, but dads, you need to be at the forefront of this battle. You need to be taking up the shield and defending your family. And developing that relationship with your children so that they can come and talk to you. And they know that you're a person who, who is caring, who is loving, but who stands on the truth and who it's a safe person for them to come and talk to. So I'd really encourage dads, like you need to be proactive in this as well. Don't just entrust this to your wife. Be there, be fighting this battle with her, leading your family in godliness. And some of the things you can do specifically to, to help your family. Of course, the first thing is pray. Like don't neglect to pray, pray for your children. Pray that God will protect them, that the, the attacks of the enemy will fall flat and that God will give you wisdom. James, in the book of James, we're told to ask God for wisdom because he gives us wisdom. He gives wisdom to all. So just pray and ask for wisdom to know how to handle this, how to best protect your family, how to make those choices. And some of the choices that you might have to make might be really hard. Um, and I'll, I'll get to one of those, those hard choices, one of the more controversial choices in just a minute. Um, but the first thing I wanted to emphasize was pray. And the second thing, and again, specifically to dads, start a family worship time. If you don't already do a family worship time where you set aside time every day to get into the word of God as a family, make sure to make that a priority. Not only does family worship time direct 
you as an entire family to Christ, but it gets you into God's word, studying it together. It opens up those spiritual conversations and makes it a normal, natural thing in your family to discuss the word of God and to be um, just diving into God's word together. That's a wonderful way to protect your family is to get them in the word. The word is the sword of the spirit, right? That's how we fight this battle. Um, it talks in scripture about how the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of this world. So we're not going to engage in this battle the same way the world does. We're going to engage with the weapons God has given us. And that includes prayer and it includes the sword of the spirit, the word of God. So get into God's word together as a family. Um, and as you're doing that, you're really helping your children to understand truth. We want to teach them truth right from the cradle. We don't want to wait till they're old enough. Maybe, you know, 10 or 20 years ago, it was okay to wait till your child was 10 or 12 before you start talking about these things. We don't live in that world anymore. Unfortunately, if you're not teaching your children, the world is teaching your children. Even if you do your very best to protect them, they're going to be hearing about it. They're going to accidentally stumble across that Peppa Pig episode that has a, you know, a gay mom in there. Like it's going to happen. And so you need to be proactive in teaching them right from when they're little, God made you a boy. And that is wonderful. God made you a girl. And that is so great. He fearfully and wonderfully made you in his image as a boy, as a girl. And this can just, this just comes up for an example, just the other day, my kids were at the table and my baby, he's, he's one was wearing a girl's bib because he's a fourth born, right? He just kind of gets whatever. <laughs> and one of my daughters, she's four. She looks at Gilbert and she goes, Gilbert looks like a girl today. And so I took that as an opportunity to be like, what does what you look like determine whether you're a boy or a girl? No, God has made you a boy or a girl. Your clothes don't determine whether you're a boy or a girl. And yeah, we have girl clothes and we have boy clothes, but ultimately it's the way God has made you. And so you can just use like regular things that happen like that to help teach your children and emphasize it isn't your personality that makes you a girl or a boy. It isn't, um, you know, your preferences, whether you like to play with trucks or you like to play with dolls or, or anything like that. It's the way God has made you. It's the way he designed you, that he fearfully and wonderfully knit you together just the way he wanted you to be. And so right from a, a young age, be emphasizing that with your kids, be teaching them that, and also be teaching them that your feelings don't determine truth. <laughs> you don't get to determine... Um, anything really based on your feelings. Like we go back to the word of God. Scripture teaches our hearts are deceitful and desperately wicked. We don't want to be relying on our hearts to determine what is right and what is wrong. Our feelings change all the time. They can't be trusted. The word of God is what can be trusted. So be directing your kids in all circumstances, whether it's this one or anything else, back to the word of God as their foundation. Um, and that will help to form that proper worldview to be able to recognize the lie of you get to determine truth. You get to be your own truth. Um, when they have that proper biblical framework, that really, really does help. Um, and, and helping them also, and again, this goes back to Genesis, understanding we're in a broken world. Help them to know that. This is not the world that God made. It's a broken version of the world that God made. And that is so vital because people will say, well, God made me this way. No, God created you fearfully, wonderfully made in his image, but you are living in a broken world that's groaning from sin. And that's your problem. It isn't that God made you, you know, uh, as, as homosexual or transgender or whatever. It's that you live in a broken world and we don't trust our feelings. We go back to God's word and we live for the glory of God. So setting up that proper biblical framework for interpretation is so important. So important. That, this is, man, if you're watching this on Facebook, YouTube, or listening to our podcast or watching the television show, I hope you wrote those notes down. This is good. Number one, start with dads. Pray, family worship. I love the concept of the weapons of our, of our warfare are not of this world because so many times I find myself going, okay, what's their strategy? Let's mirror that strategy against them. And it's like, well, wait, you're right. The weapons of our warfare are not of this world. 
Um, teach them truth right there from the, from the very beginning, from the cradle. Feelings don't determine truth. We, for years now, have been living in a world where the, the, the culture today thinks with their feelings. That's, yes. If they feel mm -hmm. it's, that justifies, that confirms it's true because they feel a certain way. And then the reality of the broken world we live in. I mean, e each one of these, I just sit back and go, just that is an amazing start. If we could just, <laughs> that's like the baby steps. And if we could just get those baby steps down, that would, that would help significantly. Um, okay, I got, I got a couple, I got several thoughts, and I, we can go anywhere you want with this. But I'm thinking right now of the fact that it seems like, especially this month, June, uh, we're, the, the, the culture has declared this Pride Month. Um, I gotta, I, I'm wondering what your thoughts are about Pride Month, as I got a few thoughts on that. And then I'm looking at, it seems like the youth today are rejecting the whole idea of the LGBT. It seems like the more the LGBT try to push, the more the youth, the, the younger ones are going, well, wait a minute, hold on just a second. I mean, we had this whole middle school say, you know, listen, we're not going to celebrate that. We're wearing red, white, and blue instead of doing what you tell us. And they're just shocked that these kids are pushing back against the indoctrination being shoved down their throat. So let me start there. Pride Month. What, what are your thoughts on, on where we're at in our culture and what's going on with Pride Month? Yeah, it's interesting because I've found that this year, Pride Month doesn't seem to be quite as loud and proud as other years, which has been really interesting. I haven't seen nearly as as much stuff in the news about it. Um, and then again, that school, that middle school, I read about that as well. Um, it's interesting. We've seen that happening in, in my country of Canada, which of course, Canada is even like crazier than the US. Like it's just insane <laughs> over there. Um, but we're seeing the same thing. Some young people are starting to really push back, which has a really good side. Obviously, we're very thankful that young people are starting to realize the lies they've been fed and are fighting back. But at the same time, they're not returning to a, many of them are not returning to a biblical worldview. They're replacing mm. it with something else. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what that develops into, because if it's not grounded on God's word, it's ultimately probably not going to be something good, right? Um, it's going to be grounded in subjective feelings based on man's word. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. So there's, you know, there's a good side to it, but there's also a bit of a, a concerning side of, okay, what direction is this going to go? Because it's, again, it's not a return to biblical truth. It's not a return to how, you know, um, basing a worldview on the Bible. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but, um, yeah, it, I'm glad to see at least some young people are starting to wake up and realize they've been fed a lie. Um, that just isn't going to ultimately isn't going to say, isn't going to save them. Isn't going to help them. Um, yeah. Pastor Don Landis is the, or was the chairman of board of directors for Answers in Genesis. He started Jackson Hole Bible College. I went there the very first year of the college. My daughter just finished this year as the first second generation student going there. And his biggest point that he would make all year, and he's done this for 25 years, and this is AIG's big deal as well. Satan can't create. All he can do is pervert. Yep. And what does what did God create us for? Created us to glorify, to worship Him. And God says, I hate pride, I give grace to the humble. So what does Satan do? He perverts and says, okay, by being prideful, I will get worship. And I go, is that really what's going on here? Is this a way for Satan to try to steal glory from God and actually mm -hmm. encourage people to be proud, which is the very thing God hates, and in the pride, yes. worship 
him instead of worshiping God. They think they're just worshiping themselves and they're not. This is, this is really a spiritual battle that's taking place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Am I, yeah, okay, I, I'm like, am I, am I on point there? Is that a, is that a big oh, picture view? I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out myself. Is that a big picture view of what might really be going on? Oh, I, I think so. Definitely. I mean, if you just, um, if you look at the consequences of this ideology, the brokenness, the hurt, the, the people who are being just absolutely destroyed through this, it, 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 it spells Satan all over, right? Like he comes to seek and kill and to destroy. And that was, he's trying to do. He's, he's using this and couching it in all the right terms. It's loving, it's tolerant, it's accepting, it's uh, letting people be who they truly are. All these things that sound really good on the outside, but the more you dig into it, the more you realize how damaging this is and how incredibly um hurtful it, it, if you i've spent some time going on um these different forums that are um parent where parents go and post the stories of their children Ch um, parents who've had children who have gone down the transgender road post their stories um as a warning to other parents um as well as like on reddit there's a detransition threat and if you go through and you read those stories so much of this is being driven by pornography usage, that kids get sucked into pornography. And we know they get sucked in at such young ages when their brains are not remotely ready for any of this kind of content, let alone how dark and disturbing modern pornography is. Um, and as they get sucked in and they get deeper and deeper and deeper in, they're introduced to all kinds of disgusting pornography. And a lot of it regards transgender issues. And so as they get sucked into that, they're it's just, it's darkening their minds and, and dulling their consciences. And then it's leading down this path. So the roots of a lot of this are not good. They're not beautiful. They're not loving and tolerant as our culture loves to just, it's all about people being their true selves. No, so much of it is being driven by really, really dark, dark things. And that just, that's a Satan all over it. Um, so my sort of one of my controversial um, suggestions, a choice, a really hard choice parents can make to protect their kids. And this is going to step on a lot of toes, but do not give your child a smartphone. That is the number one, aside from you know the word of God and prayer, the number one thing to protect your child is do not give them a smartphone. They cannot handle it. If you read through these stories, and I encourage you, like if you're not sure, go on the Parents with Inconvenient Truths About Trans um, website and read some of the stories. They are almost every single one, the common denominator is social media. Their, their child had a cell phone. Their child had a smartphone. They were on social media. They are developing friends who the parents don't know. These are online friends who, sadly, many of them are not real friends. They're predators. And they're out there. They're, I mean, some of these parents were like, my kid was just playing Minecraft. I had no idea they were chatting with people while they're playing Minecraft and that these people are trans and they're teaching him all this ideology while he's just having fun on a game online. Um so that would be my top tip. It, it, do not give your child. It doesn't matter if your child is 13, 14, 15. They're not ready. The internet is, is a dangerous, dangerous place. There are so many people out there that are just predatory and they're seeking people to devour. They're seeking people who are, um, who are vulnerable and then they isolate them from their family and they try to convince them, no, we're your real family. We'll be your chosen family, your glitter family, whatever they want to call themselves. And they, they start to isolate them from their real family because they know parents are the first line of defense for children. So if you can isolate them from their parents, then you can influence them and you can have them walk the path that they want them to walk. Um, and so I, I would just say, I know that there's so much pressure on parents to give their children smartphones so their children fit in. They don't feel left out. 
but there's no benefit. There's, there's really no benefit. Um, keeping your child from a smartphone protects them um, not only from these online predators, but the, so much of the depression and anxiety that so many young people are feeling today comes because they're on their smartphones too much and they don't have real person friendships. They have these fake online friendships that don't have the same depth and they're just not, they're not ready for it. So I would really urge parents, get them off social media, get them off smartphones. I mean, for example, TikTok, so many young people are on TikTok. The hashtag trans as of 2021 was viewed 26 billion times, 26 wow. billion times. So this is the content that children are consuming online and YouTube kids. If your kid has YouTube kids on their phone, study um, some like um, journalists, investigative reporters have gone on YouTube kids and found that it doesn't take very long before YouTube kids is suggesting LGBT content and funneling it towards young users on the app, users who are 10, 11 years old. So get your kids off of smartphones. Like I just, I cannot emphasize that enough. It is so much of what is driving this is that, and just that isolation from parents, isolation from the real world and that bubble they start to create. And then they're taught by these activists online, whether they're watching videos or they're making friends with these activists, they're being taught. If your parents don't automatically 100% affirm your identity, your parents are evil. Your parents are the bad guys. Your parents are the ones who hate you. We love you. We care about you. We know you, your parents do have nothing to do with them. That's what they're told. Just isolate yourself from your parents, run away if you can. Your parents don't have your best interests at heart. And that's really dangerous because as parents, God gave our children to us to protect. And the, those people on, on, on the internet who don't really know your child at all are the ones who are trying to get them away from you. So just take away your phone. And if you have a child who comes to you and they're struggling with their gender, the first thing that these parents suggest on these different forums is take away their phone get them off the internet, detox them from online. And like one parent was posting and she's like, I literally sold my house and moved to a new town. I got her away from all of her friends. I took away her smartphone and it took a while, but she detransitioned. She came back because she was away from the people who are influencing her in this direction. So you may have to do something super drastic to save your child, but it is worth it because you're talking about the rest of your child's life. Um, so, and, you know, and their eternal soul at this point, when we're talking about you know, whether they're following the Lord or not. So um, that's a, a real controversial one. And this, the second controversial one I would have is school choice. I know that's really controversial among Christians, public school, Christian school, homeschool, but this is being pushed on kids so early and so heavily. Um, they are trans schools are transitioning kids behind their parents' backs, using their preferred pronouns and names at school without letting the parents know. Because again, many of these teachers, certainly not all, there are some good teachers in the school system, but a lot of them, they're just activists. They're not, they're, they're there to be activists in the school system. And they view parents as the bad guys. They're more enlightened. They care more about your child than you do. And so they'll transition your kid behind their backs. There've been reports from schools of teachers and administrators asking the kids on a regular basis, are you sure you're a boy? Are you sure you're a girl? And of course that's planting seeds of doubt and confusion in these child's minds. They're being groomed. So reconsider school choice um, if you possibly can, because the stuff that's going on in public schools and it's only getting worse, is just really, really scary. Um, and it's happening from preschool right on up. Um, so those would be my two very controversial um, choices parents can make to, to try and protect their children. Well, that is interesting. I mean, it is a it would be a bold statement and a bold stand, but that also might be the the most loving thing you can possibly mm -hmm. do if you genuinely care about a child in these circumstances. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking yeah. about myself as a parent. How far am I willing to go uh, in order to 
to protect, to help, to, to bring about understanding. And we got some parents that aren't even willing to have the difficult conversations, right. let alone take the steps that are necessary uh, because we feel like, well, that's, you know, that's you're you, you do you. And that the culture has sold all these lies to us of, of, well, you got to let the kids be the kids and you got to let them. And it's like, no, you, God gave you the authority for a reason. We, uh, that's a whole other thing we've messed up is we want to put children and, and parents on the same authority level. And it's like, not a biblical, God gave us levels of authority for a reason. We've got to recognize that. We have to understand that. Absolutely. You, you don't let your child lead you. Now that's what the transgender movement says. The children lead, you just follow. And then when the child makes a decision to be trans or whatever, now all of a sudden you're back in the lead. You tell them, okay, we'll use your pronouns. We'll take you to the gender clinic. All of a sudden you're leading. No, 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 no. We, we don't let the child lead we are the ones who lead because that's the, that's the role God has given us. Children are not miniature adults who have the same capacity and ability to make decisions. And we generally recognize this as a society. We understand children shouldn't be allowed to get tattoos because it's a <laughs> lifelong decision you're making. You shouldn't be allowed to just at eight years old be like, I want to get a tattoo of a dolphin on my arm. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't make those decisions at that age. Um, so we recognize that. But then all of a sudden when it comes to body mutilating surgeries and hormones that will cause sterility and all kinds of health issues, all of a sudden children are able to make their own decisions. They know enough. They know the, the best. They understand the consequences of being sterile for the rest of their life when they're nine. That doesn't make any sense. We are to lead them. They are not miniature adults with the capacity to make all of these decisions. God has given that responsibility to us and we need to lead them. And we don't, we don't want to lie to them. Like we don't want to lie and say, oh, sure. I'll use your preferred pronouns. Hopefully you'll just grow out of this, whatever. No, we don't lie to our children. God made them a boy or God made them a girl. He didn't make, you know, a hundred different gender options for you to choose from at the buffet. He made you a male or a female. And so we don't use their preferred pronouns and lie to them. There's one woman who detransitioned who's now a believer. And she shares that when she finally reached the end of her rope and she realized that all of the surgeries, all of the hormones, everything hadn't helped her. She went back to her parents because they were the only ones that never lied to her. The whole time they spoke the truth. And so she knew she could trust them because they never lied to her. So don't, don't give in to what the LGBT activists want you to think. Don't lie to your children, love them, care about them, but don't lie to them. Speak the truth and make sure that they know that no matter what, you still love them, but you want what's best for them. You want what God has for them. And you're not going to lie to them just to pacify their temporary feelings. Um, because we go by the truth of God's word. We don't go by feelings. Well, it brings up so many questions that I have for you that I want to get into in this next half. But before we get there and start talking about, should we use transgender pronouns, preferred pronouns? Are we enabling? Are we hurting? Do you go to same-sex weddings, things like that? I got to let social media go. I'm so sorry. YouTube, Facebook, our podcast listeners and television audience, thank you for joining us for the first half of the Creation Today show, uh, where we just really want to help disciple you and understand help you understand what the truth is. I just, I want to encourage you to take what Avery said here and really make it part of who you are and what you do. Uh, you, you have a friend, you have a loved one, you have a neighbor, you have somebody in your community that needs you to be that love of God that speaks the truth. And you got to speak the truth, but you got to do it with love like God's word says. And I just pray that you'll continue to search out how to wisely do that. And I got to tell you, it doesn't mean if you do it right, they're going to listen. They may not listen. 
They may not hear you. They may continue down the path that they're going down. It doesn't mean that you did it wrong. You just make sure you're using discernment and asking the Holy Spirit to help you speak the truth, but do that in love. Please be the light that somebody needs today, this week. Help, help, help them. Parents, dads, especially since we just celebrated Father's Day, pray, lead in family worship, recognize your, your weapons are not of this world. Teach truth from a very, very young age. Start at the very beginning. Help them understand that their feelings don't determine what the truth is and recognize that we live in a broken world. And that all starts with Genesis. The answers really are in Genesis. Hey, Avery, real quick before I let them go, um, is the best place to find your writings, just go to Answers in Genesis and do the little search, Avery Foley, or is there a better way to... I just, your writings are amazing. I want everybody to read everything you've ever written. So. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, answersingenesis.org. If you just search the name Avery Foley, you can find everything there. And my husband and I have put together some kids programming as well. So if you're a subscriber to Answers TV, I'll just plug Answers TV. Um, we do have kids programming on there that parents can enjoy with their kids. I love Answers TV. And I'm 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 actually shocked by how, how quickly you guys have gotten so much content on there where it's like, oh my goodness, man, it's going to take a while to consume all the teaching and all the educational resources you guys have on Answers TV. So definitely highly, highly recommend that. That is awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining me. I look forward to seeing you next week as we continue to disciple you to understand who God is so that you can share him with a world that desperately needs to hear it. God bless.